On today's show, Ford unveils a refresh of the Mustang and gets lambasted for how it did it. BMW gets the green light to sell more diesels in the American market, and Chevy finally says how it will roll out the launch of the Bolt EV across the country. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. The mid-cycle refresh of most vehicles comes with little fanfare, but there are some out there, like the Mustang, that people get excited about no matter how mild the changes are. That's why it was surprising that Ford waited until Tuesday to show off the new 2018 Mustang at the Detroit Auto Show, foregoing the press days and skipping tens of thousands of people who already visited the show. Ford says it waited until Tuesday so it could reveal the new Mustang in both New York and Los Angeles as well. Mark Phelan, the car critic at the Detroit Free Press, lambasted the company for this move. He points out that Ford could have easily done these events sooner and that it actually shortchanged fans and the media. So no wonder he's so annoyed. But now let's move on to the changes. The new Mustang has a new front end and the rear end was reworked as well. The hood and grille now sit lower and the headlights have more of an eagle eye look to them. The taillights are slightly revised and there's a new bumper, fascia, and available performance spoiler. There's a host of new safety technology and an optional 12-inch digital instrument cluster plucked right from the Ford GT. Under the hood, Ford decided to drop the 3.7-liter V6 and upgrade the four-cylinder and V8 engines. They both now feature port fuel injection to complement the direct injection they had already, and they both can be mated to a new 10-speed automatic transmission. For a little extra grunt, an active exhaust system is now available on GT models. And if that wasn't enough, Magna Ride suspension is now available across the entire Mustang line. Look for the new car to start hitting showrooms this fall. Last year, BMW had to delay bringing several diesel models to the U.S. because the EPA needed to do more testing of the engines. But now, according to Green Car Reports, the agency has given BMW the green light and the company is getting set to start building the vehicles. The affected models were variants of the 3 Series sedan and wagon, as well as the X3 and X5. It's interesting to see BMW move forward with its diesels while its German rivals are backing away from them. Audi, of course, is caught up with the VW scandal and isn't selling any diesels. And last year, Mercedes indicated it might stop selling diesels altogether in the U.S. Well, unless you're very well versed in minis, you may not realize this is the all-new second-generation Countryman. At first glance, it sure looks like the old generation, but the new one sits on a wheelbase that is 2.9 inches longer, which translates to a body that is 6.7 inches longer and 1.3 inches wider. The first generation did not have very good legroom for backseat passengers, but many promises this one has room for five. The John Cooper Works version comes standard with all-wheel drive and gets a 228-horsepower turbocharged 2.0-liter 4, an increase of 20 horsepower. Mini claims a 6.2-second 0-60 time. The car makes its official debut at the Shanghai Auto Show in April, which is about the same time it will go on sale. Still to come, do you know what the top-selling small crossover is in the U.S.? You might just be surprised. 
Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Late last year, Chevy launched its new pure electric vehicle, the Bolt. But unless you live in California or Oregon, you can't currently buy one. But don't worry, if you don't reside in one of those two states, the rest of us won't have to wait too long to get one. Chevy will roll out the Bolt to more states over the next several months, but by September, the EV will be on sale in all 50 states. But it could still be tough to get one, because Chevy said it's going to prioritize sales where demand is the largest. Small crossovers are now one of the most popular segments in the American market. Last year, over a million small CUVs were sold in the U.S. But can you guess which models are the most popular? If not, you're in luck, because we poured through Ward's Auto's data to find out the answer, and there are some surprises. At the top of the list, by a fairly wide margin, is the Jeep Patriot at nearly 122,000 units sold. In fact, Jeep occupies three out of the top four spots, showing you you can't have too many small CUVs. Sitting sandwiched between those Jeeps is a vehicle you don't hear too much about, the Subaru Crosstrek. And rounding out the top five is the Hyundai Tucson, which sold close to 90,000 units last year. This is a growing segment, so it will be interesting to see if these vehicles can hang on to their lead. And if you want to see the rest of the top ten, just look for the full list in today's transcript. And if you're watching on YouTube, just look for the link to the transcript in the description box. Coming up next, just a couple of years ago, it was a big deal to drive an autonomous car across the country. Now we just yawn and say, big deal. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. Whether it's on television, online, or through social media, AutoLine knows how to effectively get your marketing message to the people you want to reach. Contact Stacy Eman today. Last August, the French supplier company Valeo modified a Volkswagen station wagon to become an SAE Level 3 autonomous car. It then took the car on a 7-week, 13,000-mile drive around most of the perimeter of the lower 48 states. The car was in autonomous mode for 99% of the driving. Valeo called the publicity stunt its hands-off road trip of the future. The car was outfitted with a laser scanner in the front of the vehicle to detect vehicles, motorbikes, pedestrians, and static objects like trees, parked vehicles, and guardrails, all with an extremely high level of accuracy. It works during the day and night, in the rain, and at high and low speeds. It also uses a front-facing camera to scan the environment ahead of the vehicle, detecting any obstacles with extreme precision, and four corner radars for safe lane changing. A lot of people think that autonomous cars can only work with a massive infrastructure support. But drives like this demonstrate that autonomous cars can operate on today's roads without that kind of infrastructure. Demonstrations like this show how rapidly autonomous technology is moving forward. And with that, we wrap up today's report. We'll be right back here again tomorrow, and we invite you to join us then.